Okay, here we go. The bottom line bombs <clears throat> on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, New York, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia. Boost the same game parlays. You bet $100 and win $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. Which is April first at seven thirty p.m. SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles. That's in Pasadena, right? So go, come hang out with the crew. All the info at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Ice House. And anyway, with that, play that music, which I will do in post. Bo bo bo! Get ready for the bottom line bombs. I don't want to pause there. It's supposed to be a. Uh, well, when I have all the music, it'll be live and any music without you hearing it all in post. But anyway, welcome. I'm CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. Here with Bottom Line Bonds, we had our soft opening of after the NFL season a couple weeks ago. Now we're now we finally have the feed is up and live today. My man Ryan Kramer had to uh, strong arm some people overseas to get the link live and on Spotify and on iTunes. They're bastards with that. The word bombs apparently was a was a hang up. They didn't like the sound effects. They're scared. Um so welcome and subscribe. And subscribe. I have to say that a lot. I'm be saying that a lot until I get subscribers. Subscribers. To the bottom line bombs. You just now you can just search bottom line bombs, it'll come up. It's on the SGPM, but blah blah blah. It has its own feed and everything now. About fucking time, as I say. Um so welcome. I'm gonna recap the madness. This is the first day, uh is Monday, 21st, is it? I don't know. Um 20th, maybe. The SGPN had a big week in Las Vegas. I went out there for a day. I'm gonna recap that in a little bit. Uh the the games were the games, and I'll have a, I'll go through all of that. I'll give you a couple a couple couple detonated bombs. I have a couple NIT games for tomorrow night, just in case you're not watching us live today. I do like some games today, but I think they're already started. I think San Jose State already started. I like them, uh, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> we have to get into the uh, Vegas recap. I see Colby Dan in the. Uh, in the chat box. Welcome to the chat box. Come on in and say things. I'm all over the place already. This is already a horrible introduction, horrible beginning to the show. It's the uh, it's the it's the ad reads that always mess me up. That sounds fun. That Final Four watch party though, huh? At the Ice House of Pasadena. I don't think I'll be there for that, but well, maybe I will. I, I think I have shows in fucking Springfield or something. Something horrible. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we went to Las Vegas. The boys were there for a week. Full fucking week. Actually, Colby's not in this. I just realized I'm logged in as Colby Dent. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, hey, Colby in the chat room. It, it's not Colby Dent in the chat room. It's me in the chat room as Colby Dent. Uh, which is fine. Colby Dent, <clears throat> uh, the host of the XFL show, which I do with him. I co-host that with him and J-Mark Football. Also subscribe to that, the XFL Gaming Podcast. We're having a good season, the XFL. XFL's fun. I'm actually going to do a show, a preview show after this. With the boys, Sean Green and Ryan Kramer, their uh, preview show for next week. Uh, but anyway, let's get to, uh, I should be running a clock, too. I forgot about that part. 
God, I'm so rusty. Like I said, the NFL season was long. I should be out of it. I'm, just, I'm kind of over it. The Super Bowl, that is. Um, but also, I'm not. <sighs> I went to Vegas on Thursday. I thought I did it for like a professional. Here's the thing: see, the, the net, the SGPN Network boys were there all week. They did a week of shows. That's a long time. A full week in Las Vegas is a long time. That's like, it's like dog years over there. One Every one day is seven days. So that's, you're there for a week. That's like seven months in Vegas. Not that long, but it's like a month at least. As you get older, you know there's certain things you have to do to do Vegas right. You can't be like a rookie. You can't be like some 23-year-old young, dumb, full of fucking, you know gas station erection, blue rhino erection pills or whatever. And uh, you go there and you blow, you know, you're, you, you go crazy early, you get too drunk and then you're done and you're, you're, you knock yourself right out. Vegas will eat you alive. So I thought I had it down and that's, uh, that's where, that's where I messed up. You can't, you can't slip once with Vegas. That's the problem with Vegas. You can't slip. You might. You can't get cocky. You can't think you have it beat. You can't claim that you have it beat. Once you slip, it just waits. It just waits to prey on you. It's like, uh, um, it's like the cops arrive when they're doing an investigation. You know, like for like a murder or some kind of case. It's like the cops can make all the mistakes they want, but the criminal has to just make one mistake, and then they get you. You know, it's like playing that trap defense or whatever. Like you see, uh, you let your guard down, boom, they get you. And that's what happened with me in Vegas. I was going to do a 24-hour thing. I was coming in. The, the games were on Thursday. I was going to come in on Thursday morning out of Burbank. It's a nice, easy, not even an hour flight. Very easy from Burbank to Vegas. It's one of the best things to go. It's one of the only great things about living in L.A., First of all, they say the best part of living in L.A. is leaving L.A., and it's true. Because you can go any weekend, you can go anywhere. You can go to mountains, you can go to desert, you can go to water, you know, beach or whatever, lakes and shit. It's all like an hour and a half, two hours away. That's the great thing about L.A., you know, California in general. It's a beautiful place. Horrible people. Well, a terrible city. But leaving L.A. is phenomenal. And going to Vegas is great. You can, leave, you can, go, you can fly to Vegas out of Burbank for like $40.00. And you're you're back at night. You don't have to stay overnight. You can go there like you're going to the office. But who wants to do that? So this is what I planned. I was going to do um, Vegas uh, for the day Thursday. Watch the games with the crew. Do a show. Do the SGPN show. The college basketball experience with everyone at their studios at the Wynn Casino, which I did. And then come back either red eye at night or early in the morning and just stay up. That was the plan. It was a good plan. It was a solid plan. I'll take a, a minor hit, but my next day would be okay. See, that's the problem with Vegas. Even when you get in, you get out. 24-hour rules is must. You can't spend more than 24 hours there. Because if you do, when, it gets, when you come back, it's still in your system. It's worse than a flight to Japan that had things. So, so that's why you got to keep it clean. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was going to be good. Although there were some bad things going, <laughs> there were some bad things just on the way there. I went to Burbank. Um, 
and this was my plan. No bags, no luggage, just the clothes on my body and a clipboard. I thought a clipboard would be funny to uh, check in. How's my carry-on? Just a clipboard. You know how I'm the man in the box. I bring the papers and the passion. I have the clipboards. I like doing things like this. And then I'd show up to the watch party, which the GPN boys had at the uh, Westgate um, sports book at the theater, actually. The amazing theater where Elvis uh, had his whole residency thing. Um, it was awesome. But I'd just show up at noon during the games with the clipboard. It'd be great. But the clipboard uh, did not make it through security at Burbank, which was shocking to me. One, because it's ridiculous. Not that they, they, they held the clipboard back. But uh, because airport people are jerks, but that this airport did it because Burbank never does. Burbank could care less. It's like traveling in the 60s there. You could walk right up from to the tarmac, almost park your car, come out with like eight stewardesses with you, like Leonardo DiCaprio and catch me if you can. You know, you're like a Pan Am pilot. It's amazing. It's a delight flying out of Burbank Airport, Bob Hope Airport. The International. It's amazing how LA, that's the greatest airport in the world, and LAX is literally the worst place on earth. They have both opposite ends of the spectrum. And so security is usually, they don't care, but this was so empty. I think it was some new girl that she must have been transferred over from Long Beach or something. I don't know. But I said, I put the clipboard down on the x ray just to go through, and it comes through, and she's like, Yeah, no, this can't go. What? Why? It's a clipboard. She had, you know what's funny? She had a clipboard. And she said my clipboard couldn't go through because it was like sharp. It was like a like a thing coming out to the edge. I could use it as a weapon. What the fuck are you talking about? The pen I could use that as a weapon more than the, the clipboard. I think it was because yeah, the only thing that was sharp were the plays on that clipboard. How about that lady? I got sharp plays on the clipboard. She didn't find that funny. Um, I think she knows a man with a clipboard is a man who can coordinate things. That's why. They don't like being the only they like being the only ones with clipboards. So I have a clipboard. I can draw something up, you know, you tell them to do this, do that. So they know maybe I wasn't gonna cause problems, but like uh, you know, Charles Manson, I'll have other people do my bidding. Did Charles Manson have a clipboard? He should have. Never would have got caught. So anyway, they took my fucking clipboard. That was a bad sign. <laughs> to the weekend, to the week, to the day. That was a bad start. Although I had a great day. I'm not going to say I didn't have a great day. Uh, but that that was wasn't the best. It gave me some material for it. I mean, I'm not I'm not fully. I'll get another clipboard. But that was just the weird. So she actually asked me, "Do I want to check it? Do what did I think? Do you want to check check it? Yeah, let me put that in my suitcase. I, this is all I have is the clipboard. Yeah, let me check my clipboard. What the fuck are you talking about? Somebody, and I get it. And I was about to go, I was about to go crazy, but it was so funny to me. I was like, I'm not going to get an argument about a clipboard. Um, that was definitely a situation like, you're definitely going something through that you're not talking about right now. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, you're you. So, uh, I don't want to get involved in that. And you have a nice day, and I'll find another clipboard. Are the clipboards aren't the easiest to find, to be honest with you. Isn't that weird? Like, there's the weird stationary things you think you would find everywhere. Like, you ever, you ever try to get, like, a bullhorn or a clipboard? Like, where do I even get that? Eh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, 
So we checked the clipboard, came through, showed us. So now I brought up. Now I brought a whiteboard. If you're looking there, let me show, let me show the cameras at. I got a whiteboard. I got an eraser. I got, I got draw. You can definitely draw things up with a whiteboard. This is just for today. I'm not going to be a whole thing with that. Um. So yeah, it was an early start. But the flight itself was great. Like I said, it's like 45 minutes. Southwest. I was sitting like in the fifth row. I left my sunglasses. I had two pairs of sunglasses. I have these these yellow gambler glasses, which are right under my pink fucking like butterfly gambler glasses, and the regular sunglasses for actual sun protection. Um, and I dropped the pair of pink ones on the in the on the seat. I left the plane, and I realized as soon as I took my foot off the pl- plane to that you know that middle that the connection device there to the tunnel. Usually when you go to a cold winter city, you get that two-inch crack where the wind fucking hits you. And you're like, God damn it. But Vegas, you just step off. Like, oh, shoot, my glasses. I turn around to get them. Flight 10 stops me. You can't come back on. You can't come back on. I almost had a foot off. Like one foot on still. But it was. It was two feet off. It was two feet out of bounds technically. Technically, she was correct. I was out of bounds. But it was like, you know, your finger off the chest piece or something. Your finger's off it. That's it. Like, come on. You just saw me step off. What do you think happened? I go, I'm just trying to get my sunglasses. You have to wait till they all get I'm like, I'm in the fifth row. Can't you just reach out there? And she's, again, someone having her own issues. But a second flight attendant heard it, grabbed it for me. She was used common sense of problem solving. People just love to rub the letter of the law and things instead of just solving problems so we can all get on with our days. That's all I ask for. What a way to come back to the bottom line, Bob. I'm screaming about this. I haven't even got to Vegas yet. I'm just talking about what happened at Burbank. Oh, this is going to be a long show. Jesus Christ. I'm... Oh, I might as well tell. I might as well tell you about WinBet since we're doing this thing now. It's the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and it's now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. So March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dates. Sign up today, receive a special offer. Bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollars. Um, Limited state availability. Of course, for DigGens only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and uh, you do, you got one. Like I say, every time. You are listening to my show, The Bottom Line Bombs, on something called the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You have a gambling problem. But not all problems need fixed, so. <laughs> but if you, know, if you do want to report someone else, like your bookie, that's who I reported one time, bookie, he's, he's got a gambling problem. Keeps asking me for money every week. What a sicko. You call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, boy. And don't forget the Final Four. The SGP guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic house, Ice House in Ice Pasadena, California, Saturday, April 1st, 730. All the details, com backslash Ice House. And the Masters. If you want to hang out with the guys at the stadium, swim, and watch the biggest tournament in the world, sure can. Three-night stay at Circa, you can win. Hang with the guys. Contact's completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount in the room using promo code SGP15. That's pretty good. Circa's a great place to stay. Um, 
Okay. That is that. I got another ad read in a little bit. I just got to get into it. I still haven't, I haven't gone to the Vegas slip up yet. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to the bottom line bombs. I'm CJ Sullivan. I was just talking about last, last Thursday, the, the weekend of March madness. Um, like I said, yeah, so that was my game plan. 24 hours, get out of there. I brought an Adderall with me because my flight was at 6 a.m. Like, I'll just stay up. Don't need a hotel. Hotels were like $1,000 out there. It was insane the way they were charging for March. It was absolutely criminal, the prices of these hotels. Um, but whatever. So you're in Vegas. You don't need a hotel if you're staying, especially if you're just going to one night or if not. I'm like, I can just stay on the floor, do whatever I want. So I popped an Adderall, ready to, ready to fucking do it. And then um, the games were, well, we're, we're not yet. We go to the game. We watch all the games, do the show. We had dinner afterwards. Things were going, things were, were winning bets. So I popped the Adderall to stay up. Then a hotel room bed uh, opened up. Kobe D's like, I got an extra bed. You crash up there. Great. Fuck. I already took the Adderall. So now I'm lying in a bed. <laughs> wide awake because I have this Adderall in me. Now I can't get any sleep. I pushed back my flight, the 6 a.m. flight to like noon because I did that before I did the whatever afterwards. And that's where that was my slip up. And that's where Vegas got me. Although I am glad I stayed because uh, it was a fun thing that happened on Friday morning. My, my point was, like, ah, I don't have to leave it Friday morning. I could watch the first batch of games on Friday. Cause they start at 9 a.m. Get some first half unders, or whatever, and then uh, get a noon flight. Get out of there. That was the goal. And the whole lateral thing uh, messed things up. It didn't mess things up. I I did fine. I got out. Of, <laughs> I got out of there. But then it caught me when I caught back. Cause then you come in Friday night, you're still on the adrenaline, and then like, oh no. Then Saturday, like, oh, you get ambitious with things. Like, oh, it's right. Vegas is still in me. That thing is still disgustingly in me. And I don't even drink anymore. That's why I thought I had it. But like, it doesn't matter. You realize drinking the drinking is just a fraud out there. That's not what's hurting you. It's just Vegas is hurting you. It's a whole sensory overload out there. Um. Oh, welcome Eric Costa to the uh, chat room. He says he'd like to hear you do a promo for Church of Christ. Church of Christ could help you if you believe in that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, my ad reads. I was told to make the ad reads my own. Not by the company. Sometimes the companies are like, yeah, not that on your own. More uh, how we like it. Um, so, <laughs> so I did a little slip up, whatever. I still got it. Uh, I'll get into the games here in a second. Um, but it was great. It was great that we did stay because the boys had a great thing at the, uh, like I said, the Westgate um, theater where Elvis had did his run of shows. If you've seen that, all, that hilarious Elvis movie that came out with Tom Hanks, who was absolutely ridiculous in it. Uh, I like, I like the movie, by the way, I love the Elvis movie. I didn't, uh, one of those movies where you, you didn't know you needed an Elvis movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Watch it like on a plane. I was like, it's pretty good. Boz Lerman, whatever. Um, everyone's good in it except for Tom Hanks, which is kind of funny. He just has an insane accent. But um, so we're in that theater where he had his residency in the show. And that's that that was awesome. But then Friday, they did uh, they were staying at the Palazzo. So they stayed at the they did they did games at this like like lounge bar area that obviously doesn't do basketball games, but they had to because it's March Madness. So they kind of get them in there, and they just had no idea what to do. They had games on, but then they're doing like bottle service at 9 a.m. But they've, there's like whatever, like the D team 
waitresses. She came by. She was she was pretty bad. She'd be like, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day Friday. That was another reason why I had to get out of there. I'm like, I can't be in Vegas on St. Patrick's Day Friday. There was a time where I'm like, that would be exciting. But now that sounds like the worst thing in the world, St. Patrick's Day in Las Vegas. Um, she was funny because she'd be like, uh, I'm like, I got a Heineken Zero. And then she'd come back like 20 minutes later. Uh, we don't have Heineken Zero. And then she'd walk away. Like, no suggestions for something else. Just, <laughs> we don't have it. Which, by the way, you do have it. Every place here has it. And you guys don't do different things. That's not how Vegas works. Everyone gets the same shit. She was just like making things up. Uh, what did you want? Guinness? No, we don't have Guinness. You don't have Guinness on St. Patrick's Day at nine in the morning. I doubt that. Well, I don't know where that is. So I don't know who to ask for that. <laughs> Sean asked for Sean got pizza. He got one an hour later. You know, pizza. We found out later it was just room service. There was they were calling room service like from the hotel. They had no like connection. They were outsourcing everything. And the guy just came by and gave a pizza in a box. It's in a box. Like, who are, we, are you DoorDash? Here you go. Uh, but then we met this guy, the guy next to us, our neighbors. Um, he was a six-year-old guy. He was amazing. He and a couple of buddies. He, you could tell this was his Vegas trip. He had all these things lined up. Ah, I'm betting all the unders. I'm betting all the underdogs, and I'm calling whores. I got three whores. Hey, guys, how you doing? He actually goes, hey, guys. Uh, we're going to have a couple of women come by today that I don't know, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, we know what you mean. And uh, he was hilarious with it. He goes, uh, <laughs> what did he say? He said, uh, he's, he's kind of guy. He started telling us jokes. Like he's like, uh, all right, are you into comedy? All right, here's the word. Here's a dirty joke. First of all, he goes, this is what he sets up. He goes, first of all, what religion are you? Okay. I like, I like any joke. that starts off with that. What religion am I? Um, it doesn't matter, right? Does it? Okay. Anyway, just want to make sure you're not just. And then he just goes on to tell like, okay, a black guy and an Irish guy walking. What, what, what's the difference? What religion are we? If you're going to start off with a racist joke, I, I just like to know what religion you are. But anyway, here's a racist joke. <laughs> it actually was racist, but it was anti-Semitic. Uh, Anyways, that was a fun. That was, that was part of the perks of staying the extra couple. Of, that's where you get those last three hours. Instead of leaving at six a.m., I left at noon on Friday, so I did twenty-four hours plus that extra, plus that extra two, and that's what you get. You get that fun service story, and you get that fun guy telling you jokes and all of his horse. Anyway, let's get into the madness. Or should I do another ad break and then go to? No, I think I already did the ad breaks. I got one more. Uh, the lot, the games were great. And as far as gambling goes, last, the last, it was pretty crazy how the last game of the, uh, weekend Gonzaga TCU was the biggest bad beat of, uh, of the tournament. If you didn't see it, if you're on Twitter, gambling, Twitter, whatever, that's all people talked about. It's funny how gambling has uh, March Madness is always about gambling anyway. Brackets are gambling, you know, that whole thing. Um, let's talk general before I get into the Gonzaga. Brackets always is gambling, but now the gambling's so like you know being more accepted across the country and everyone does it. It kind of gets more annoying because everyone talks about it, but then everyone doesn't really know how to talk about it. But this was kind of fun. Everyone's more. Everyone's definitely more aware of it. Some announcers weren't. But the Gonzaga one clearly was. <laughs> if you didn't see it, Gonzaga won the game to beat TCU, but the line was four and a half. And uh, 
TCU fouls. TCU was down four. They foul Gonzaga with 0.7 seconds left. Kind of a jerk move. Guy makes both free throws to cover the spread. So Gonzaga is up six now with 0.7 seconds. You think your 0.7 seconds is not much you can do. Nor would you need to do anything since you're down six. <laughs> but TCU fucking rolls the ball up. I mean, it was incredible. Rolls the ball up the court. Slowly. Past half court. Gonzaga's backing off. Hey, do whatever you want to do. Also, when it's just stepping away and this thing's over. They're like, hey, whatever you want to do. This will be fun. They're all watching. Gonzaga's watching. Like, oh, what, what's this going to be? This sounds fun. Damian Bach is the, name, the guy's name for TCU. Who's, who's a legend now in the gambling world. <laughs> Let's the ball roll all the way across half court to a pretty near three-point line. Picks the ball up in one motion, flips it up, drills the three ball. Gonzaga wins by three. TCU covers a spread, and it was just legendary. There's videos of sports books. People going crazy. It was a pretty bad beat. I had TCU not for much, but I, it's even hard to celebrate. Like Jesus, that was that was just dirty. So much so, he celebrated. The guy for TCU celebrated. Like, he put his arms up because the crowd went nuts in Colorado because everyone's got fucking money on the game. Why else am I watching this thing? It's Sunday night and not, uh, you know, the best of us or whatever the hell that zombie gay sex show is on HBO. Um, you know, and he, so people are obviously tweeting at him and calling him a piece of shit. He goes, hey, I don't know why you're mad at me. He tweeted out this guy, Damian Buff. I don't know why you're mad at me when they're told to compete to the end, right? Is that what you guys want? You guys don't want people to give up. Well, no, there we want you to give up. There's times to give up. And that's when the spread's involved. You give up. You, you lose like a gentleman. And let us get some money for crying out loud. It was an amazing cover. God bless him for doing it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let me get to the ad reads before we get to the whole general brackets of uh, the bloodbath of the brackets. And uh, we'll get to that right after. Right after my final reads. All right. Underdog Fantasy is what we're also brought to you by. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted, which all of ours is after day one. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo SGPN. I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for watching live on YouTube. I will have my own YouTube link next show, by the way, for everyone here. Mainly Eric Acosta. Um, that'll be my own show. I do have my own show feed now on Spotify and iTunes. You can subscribe to that. Make sure you do that and give all the reviews. Um, other than that, that's it for the uh, ad reads. The women's bracket, busted bracket. Everyone had a busted bracket. That's the whole thing with brackets. Mine was, <laughs> people were, I mean, <laughs> someone had a funny joke said, uh, West Virginia going far, and they lost like the first game. Like, well, it's too, you can still get a women's bracket in there. Fill that in. They do love forcing that women's bracket on us. Um, and and I'm, I have nothing against the women's game, but like, what, stop lumping it in with the fucking billion dollar men's bracket. They're like, oh, they, they, they keep trying to, they keep trying to say like how it's the same and, that, and try to convince us. And the more they do that, the more like it's off putting. Like, stop. It's just, it's just your own thing. It's fine. Like, there's chaos in the women's brackets, too, you know. Number one seed Stanford lost. That's chaos. Okay. 
Congratulations. You got you, you had an upset for the first time in 30 years. The Lady Brackets. And I have nothing against the Lady Brackets. I love how they call them the Lady anything. Like the Lady Cardinals, the Lady Volunteers. Like why are they calling them Lady? Can't they just call them the women's <laughs> basketball team? Or did what I mean, whatever. The Lady Rebels. The Lady <laughs> Lady reps. And then then they throw the score. I hate when they have the, they, they 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 throw the scores on the ticker underneath. Um right with the men's scores, but they don't differentiate. You can barely tell the difference because there's like a tiny W next to the NCAA. Oh, you see the scores in the teams, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Old Dominion won by 65. Who the hell who the hell are they? Who the hell are they? Oh, that's the women's. Oh, okay. That's a funny thing with the lady brackets too. Like the three, <laughs> the three team will play like the two team, you know, like, Oh, okay. This should be pretty good. They're only difference between one in the country and they'll win by like 45. Like what? There's that much of a difference between these two teams. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so everyone's brackets busted. I hate how, uh, they love showing you ESPN. Oh, there's 0.3% love a perfect bracket left. And, we get it. It's impossible. These brackets are fucking impossible. I had Arizona as my champion. I'll tell you what, Arizona lost, and uh, it was liberating. I loved it. I loved Arizona losing. I had Arizona had my ch- as my champion, along with Jay Billis and Joe Biden. Pretty good and weird company for that. Why do I know Joe Biden's brackets? Um But when it happens, it's great. It's liberating. Like, well, oh, at least I don't have to worry about brackets anymore. I don't, who cares? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters once your champion loses. That's what's kind of great about it. Like, I don't have to look at any of those updates. I can just watch the games, enjoy those upsets. I can root for Fairleigh Dickinson and not give a shit. There was people rooting for Arizona. Like, I was rooting for Princeton at the game, during the watch part. We're all watching the games. I didn't have um, money on it. But I have Arizona as my champion in my bracket. But of course I want to root for Princeton. Not gonna be an asshole. Everyone's rooting for Princeton. No, who's rooting for Arizona? Unless you went to Arizona, even if you had money on Arizona, you can't root for them because you're not gonna cover. When when the game's a two-point game, you're not gonna cover whatever the line was, like 14 and a half or whatever. So root for Princeton and join the team for the big win. I saw these these bros just rooting for Arizona. I'm like, what did you, would you go to Arizona or something? You go, no, I got them in my bracket. Oh, do you? Yeah, you know who else has Arizona in their bracket? Everybody. We all do. You're not alone on that. Princeton has Arizona in their brackets. <laughs> so yeah, how about you how about you enjoy the up how about you enjoy the upset? Okay. Oh, do you have Purdue in your bracket over Fairleigh Dickinson, did you? Yeah, I had that that was a shocker. Yeah, we all do. Fairly Dickinson has. Whatever. Just root for the fucking upset. Anyway. That's part of the madness. <laughs> Eric Acosta with the lady the lady bracket argument is, you don't need McDonald's. I can make you frozen nuggets at home. It's the same thing. The mom would say that. Yeah, mom, but we're all, they all the kids go to McDonald's. It's not the same fucking thing. Why? You don't need all that. This is, uh... We have we have we have sixty four teams too. We had to we had to <laughs> we had to ask a bunch of people if they wanted to play. But sure, we got we got enough. They did that too during the the, the bracketology or the bracketeer. How many puns are they going to use with the word bracket? By the way, 
It's bracketeering the crime, the bracketology. Um, when they when they announced the brackets, the ESPN did the we bracket we we bracket the 132 team like 132. Did they expanded, but I didn't realize they were talking about the lady brackets and the men brackets the same. They mixed them all in. They're like mixing different games. What? I do like how the lady brackets play home games. So you can't. It's gotta be neutral. Gotta be neutral. Anyway, so Arizona lost, which is fine. Uh, good, good riddance. Pac-10, a lot of conferences did terrible. It's weird. So the Sweet 16 has 11 different conferences in it, uh, which is pretty, pretty fun. They realize the Pac-10 and Big Ten are just fucking horrible. The Big Ten, my God, every year with them. And Big Ten fans are in such denial. And every year, like, this is the year we're going to like, we got eight teams in and they're all terrible. They all fucking joke, except for Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo is the only one who realizes the regular season means nothing. And then come, come bracket time, bracket time, he wins. He, he, he unleashed these, like, fucking these seven-foot Slovenians that he didn't play all year. Like, who the hell are these guys? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging with the uh, sports Kobe Dead and Moneyline Mac, who are my college basketball experts on here. I go, who, who the fuck's this Cooper guy? He's like, I've never seen him all year. Snyder, I mean, Izzo just has them delivered to wherever their games are at in March. Yeah, don't even bring them to Eastland. We don't even want to waste them in Michigan. Just, uh... Have him delivered to wherever our first round is. We'll unleash him there, and then next you know it'll be in the Final Four. I love Tom Izzo. He's hilarious. Um, all right. So the Gonzaga bad beat was pretty bad. Um, I was saying, like, yeah, with the, with the announcing, um, most of the announcers kind of get it now with the gambling. But some are still acting like they don't know. The San Diego State um, – College of Charleston first round game. That was a huge bad beat in the books there. The line was five and a half. Um, I'll cut through all the other stuff that got to that. Uh, College of Charleston was basically winning the game. They were winning the game, but they were within. It was back and forth, back and forth. They should have covered. Getting five and a half, that should have been an easy cover. They go for a layup. They're down four. They go for a layup at the end, which was weird. They missed it. Bounced around with two seconds ago. San Jose gets the rebound. They're going to swipe to tie it up. The the ref lets the clock run out. It goes to zero. Game over. San Diego State wins by four. Charleston covers. Everyone's happy. But then the ref goes, no, no, I called a foul. I mean, the coaches are shaking hands. People are getting interviewed. The ref's like, I called a foul. Hold on. And he goes over to the scorer's table, looks, looks under the instant replay for this, and he did call a foul. With like 0.7 seconds ago, why the fuck did he do this? Well, you know why he did. But um, and the announcers like, why are they looking at this? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, this matters. How do you not know this matters? Why do you think the refs over there? Because this matters. This is the only thing that matters. It doesn't even matter who wins this game. It matters who covers this game. And they look at the replay for like 10 minutes and like, yep, two free throws, 0.7 and. They had to clear the court. They had to clear the fucking court. And so this kid can do two free throws to cover the spread. And he, li- and he, <laughs> and I, I'll give this kid that he, he lined him up. Like the game was on the line. He's doing his ritual. He's like, 
kisses to the fucking dead grandmother and the whole thing, spins the ball and drill to him like sober. Yes, they know. They putting their NIL money on it. God bless them. They should. So I was on the wrong side of that one. So I can't complain about the TC. I mean, I can celebrate the TC. That was kind of, I can't complain about that because I got justice with the TCU. Uh, couple other one, one other bad beats and uh, the Alabama one. I also had a, that was fun though. Alabama, the most evil team. I'll get to them in a second, but they're the most evil team. Obviously in this bracket, there's, there's no stopping that by the way, Alabama is going to win this fucking whole thing. It has to, I realize that now like, Oh, of course that's the storyline. The most evil team in this thing is going to win it all because that's the way things go. Cause you can get, you can build up more jerks building against it. Alabama. They were, they were favored by 22 and a half or something like that. And it was, it was, it was right around the number. They were up by 24 They kept going back and they're playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It was a 16 seed. It was a one sixteen, and they're going back and forth. Alabama's jacking threes at the end. They're celebrating. They're being jerked. They're embracing the role as the villain. You know, the, the team that murdered a woman. They're, as a team, they did play a team ball to do that. Uh, they murdered a woman earlier in the, in the season. And now they can't believe that people don't like them. Um, anyway, so they're going back and forth. They're hitting threes. They're celebrating. They're, they're trying to cover. And AMCC's toned back. They're trying to cover. So then, so they're up 24, lines <laughs> 22 and a half or 25, whatever. And the whole place goes, there's Alabama fans in this place going nuts. And then uh, the guy for AMCC, he's dribbling the ball out. And the coach is telling him to not do it. And he, he looks at the coach like, yep, I got it. No problem. Just just uh, take a knee here, huh? Nope. He takes his guy one-on-one to cook him. And he was trying to defend him, too. And he fucking puts a three up in the air at the buzzer. It should have counted as a buzzer beater. It hit for them to lose by 21 points. <laughs> but it felt so good. Like, I felt, I felt, uh... You know, I felt liberated. I felt morally superior than the other scumbag gamblers who were rooting for Alabama at Alabama. Like I said, I'm in the, I, there's a video if you go to SGPN, but like, yeah, I'll fly to Vegas for the day. I'll snort Adderall to stay up for my red eye flight. I'll scream at teenagers playing a game that I have money on, but I will not bet on Alabama. Okay. Cause I have morals. That's the morals I have. <laughs> oh, Alabama's hilarious and Brandon Miller and the whole thing. I've gone over this before, but this might as well. So this is the new bottom line bombs. The new at, after NFL bottom line bomb. If you don't know the story, Brandon Miller is the best player on the best team. Alabama's probably the best team. Them in Houston. Definitely left remaining. Um, they're going to, to the championship. They're going to win the whole thing. Brandon Miller is good as a lottery pick. He's a top three, top five NBA pick. Um, in December, at a night at, at the bar district in Alabama, mind you, uh, one of the teammates and his friend got in a fight with some other guy. His name was Darius Miles, the, bas- the basketball player, not related to Darius Miles, the ex NBA player. <laughs> I, I say that because I feel bad for the NBA player Darius Miles because everyone just assumed it was his kid. He's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Your kid killed somebody? No, that's not me. That's not me. Jesus. Darius Miles Jr., unrelated. Anyway, he sends a text to Brandon Miller 
uh, who's back at the dorm room, hey, come pick me up and uh, bring my gun. I'm in a fight with this guy. Okay. It's a text he sent. And now he's Brandon Miller. You could have done a lot of things when you get that. When you, when you get that text message, you could do a lot of things. Especially now, consider in four or five months, you're going to be a multimillionaire. I mean, talking about a fucking $100 million contract. Well, not that much, but rookie contract, whatever it is, $50 million. You're an NBA superstar in about a couple months. If you do certain things, what would you do there? Would you want uh, not reply back to that text, which is a very, <laughs> very logical thing to do? Well, ah, sorry, I didn't get you. I fell asleep. Uh, you could reply back, no, no, I'm not going to do that. How about you walk this off? You sound drunk. You sound a bit drunk. Maybe I shouldn't add to that and bring you a gun. You could even say, you know what? How, how about I pick you up and let's go, let's go to Waffle House. We can, we can get in a good old-fashioned fight over there and throw some chairs at Cooks. What do you say? That's what you do in Alabama. There's a lot of things you could have done instead of driving, driving the lane, uh, the lane in the highway, that is, with the gun in the car to Darius Miles and his friend. They boxed in the guy he was having a fight with, and then that guy, his buddy, shot and killed uh, the woman. Janae Harris, who was in uh, riding the passenger seat, 24-year-old mother. The guy in the other seat shot at fucking Brandon Miller. That's what happened. Uh, so they kicked Miles off the team. They kept Brandon Miller because he's good. And then the coach, <laughs> the coach has been amazing. He said, what happened there? He goes, ah, you know, wrong place, wrong time. What can you do? Wrong place, wrong time for Brandon Miller. Because we can't, we can't control, uh, you know, what happens once you leave the dorm room. Other people's crimes. He just witnessed a crime. That's all. Yeah, he witnessed a crime that he helped build. That he was involved. He sure witnessed it. He witnessed it because he was in it. Wrong place, wrong time. Now he's not being charged with a crime because he was actually in the right place at the right time. He was in Alabama. He wasn't. He was. He was in the exact right place and right time. If you want to help a murder, and that's Alabama, the state of Alabama. It's literally the only state out of fifty where you could where that's not illegal. The rights that guns have in Alabama. Holy shit! <laughs> they are protected. Even if it's unregistered, whatever. Who cares? It's a gun. Protect them at all costs. You know who's in the wrong place at the wrong time? The victim, Janae Harris. She was in the wrong place in the wrong time. She was in front of, she was surrounded by the Alabama basketball team <laughs> the nightclub scene in, Alabama, in Tuscaloosa. That, that was the wrong place. And then now, now to, but I'm saying now they're leaning into it. And then he, like, the next game, he, his intro, player introductions, he did the, the, he had his teammate, white teammate, pat him down, like, as a rich, like, a, for the intro, like, you think. And then he tried to say, ah, no, that was uh, like MMA, pat down. Well, that's even worse. What? Okay, it was like TSA. We're making fun. Really? You guys were making fun of the TSA? Okay. Well, don't. Don't do that. And there's fans in there, white wearing t shirt that said, Alabama shooting her way or kill, killing, through, killing it through the SEC. And they're making jokes and shirts about killing this woman. Which I'm sure those Alabama fans are very sincere about the legal rights of Brandon Miller. And I'm sure if that kid went to Auburn or Tennessee, that they would feel the same way about him. That, no, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be doing that. He's fine. Can't, 
Get, did nothing illegal. I like when I like when that's your argument. Did nothing illegal. Technically, did nothing illegal. So you can't say anything bad about it. It's amazing how Alabama, the state, and their, their fucking laws are holding this, <laughs> holding this uh, tournament hostage. Because they're gonna, because the, the games are gonna get bigger, obviously, with the Sweet Sixteen and more prominent. And there's gonna be they're they're gonna have to answer questions. And it's about Alabama gun laws. <laughs> oh God, they're gonna win it all. I should I should have realized I should have I realized five minutes. I'm like, of course, they're so they're so evil that they're that this is how this is how the NCAA has to happen. Oh man, speaking of evil, <laughs> good coaching hires. Rick Pitino to the St. John's. I like to see that. Ed Cooley to Georgetown. This, this is my Big East. I love my Big East. My kind of Big East. Um, the 80s and 90s Big East, when we had six fouls. Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino, who coached Iona, obviously, he went to Europe too. He was just, just bide your time. So that's the thing with Italian. I love dirty Italian basketball coaches. That's what I love in the Big East. Ed Cooley to Georgetown's grad. You need a militant black for Georgetown. That's my that's my Georgetown. But it's New York up, you know, the upper northeast, like there, Providence, and you're, you know, St. John's. I want scumbag, greasy Italians. That's my biggest conference. I love it. Patino. Patino, when he was a Kentucky, we went to Kentucky, then Louisville. Remember when he got fired? He got fired for he had this mistress, this, cra this crazy lady. Well, I, I say she's crazy because that's how they gaslit her. They assume that she was crazy. He had sex with her on the floor of an Italian restaurant, this bar. And, uh, you know, shameful. I think he might have got her pregnant. I think it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty bad. But this is how gangster Patino is. Then he got his assistant coach to marry her, to shut her up. Hey, can you, can you do me a solid, buddy? And I'll keep you on my staff, give you a little pay raise. Can you go ahead and marry this fucking mouthy whore of mine? She's really mucking things up at home for me, if you know what I mean. Anyway, he's back. <laughs> he's back in New York and St. John's. I can't wait. And Ed Cool and I love Ed Cooley, Providence coach. He's like a seventies black. He sh he should have. He's got that uh, spot in his head. He just looks. He looks cool. He's got a great name. He should be able to coach with a glass of brandy in his hand or scotch or something on the sideline. He just he just looks cool smoking a fucking long ass Newport or something. He's 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 great. The Big East is back. I'm excited for the Big East coming back. Um. Anyway, let's see. Oh, we're getting we're getting a little late. I'm not supposed to. I'm not, I was told not to do crazy long shows here for these because uh, I want to do more than I'm gonna do a couple of weeks. What do you think? This new bottom line bomb. Uh, I'm gonna give out picks. I'll give out a few picks for the day. But I was talking general stories and whatever's in there and I had gambling aspect into it. I'll do a man in a box segment coming up here. Rick Patino was great. Um. Rick Patino was great. I'll, I'll get into Rick Patino later, but that was that was fun. Um, all right, let me get some picks, and then I'll do a man in a box. That's what we'll do. How about that? It's, it's a couple bombs. Um, I'll do. Two, I'll give out games for tomorrow, since who knows when you're going to be listening to this. This will be up tonight. If you're listening to it live, I appreciate it, but 
A lot of most of the listens will be in a podcast later on today or tonight, so or tomorrow. So I'll give you a couple couple of NIT games to. Uh, that's the thing. There's a big withdrawal after that weekend of madness. It's such a rush. It's so many games of madness, and then they have the NIT, the, NC, the CIT, the championship. I like the off put it, the offshoot off kilter unsanctioned college basketball tournaments. There's so many teams. They're fun. That cha- the CIT, it's like the Champions Invitational Tournament. They're like, they're like, they're, they're, they're like booking an indie band or something. Like, all right, we'll play at Buffalo and then we'll go to Boise the next day. Get in the van, whoever will have it. They're like a barnstormer. I love it. They didn't even do it this year, I don't think, because they couldn't, they couldn't find some venue that didn't have a leaking roof. But I love them. Anyway, NIT is fun too. People love people of the NIT love telling you how the NIT used to be the uh, big tournament before the brackets and all that. Great. Well, it's not anymore. The NCAA is a big tournament, but the NIT they do home and homes, home and homes, and they have the Final Four at Madison Square Garden. So that's fun. And the key to betting on the NIT is finding out is just learning which team gives a shit because uh, you got a lot of teams that do not care. They're pissed they didn't get into the real tournament, like Rutgers. They're like, fuck, they should have been in. They had their 35th ranked Kempom team, whatever. They lost immediately <laughs> at home to a Hofstra, I think, or whatever. Um, anyway, so I don't like getting early NIT. I like to wait a couple, wait, I like to wait a couple rounds to see, okay, what who cares about this? And now you're getting to those uh some of those games. So tomorrow you have Oklahoma State, North Texas, and you have Oregon versus Wisconsin. Um, okay, state is minus five. North Texas is solid. See, the problem with the NIT games, they're, all, they're also on, they're on their home court, and then that can mean a big thing. Um, North Texas is good. Oklahoma State is a, uh, they're laying five, which is a lot for, um, I mean, obviously, because they're a big 12 team, big 12 in the green machine, but, uh, they 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 don't blow teams out. They're very defensive minded, low slow it down kind of a pace. They they grind it out. Um, North Texas is good, so I want to give Oklahoma State does care, which I'm into. And, and usually you get some bigger schools that uh, make that Final Four and they want to make a run of it, you know, to Madison Square Garden. Well, you got teams that bail out like Villanova. But I'm gonna go. But then you get the one, you get the uh, the scrappy. I'm gonna go with North Texas plus five to start off at Oklahoma State, and the second one, Oregon, Wisconsin. Now Wisconsin, they're just annoying. And uh, you saw what the Big Ten just did. But the Big Ten on the road, and this is a legit road game. This isn't like neutral courts. Like Maryland won that game because it was a neutral court versus West Virginia. Then they got ran off by Alabama. Oregon at home is something else. And their coach is amazing. He's great at brackets. They they give a shit about this. Nike, Phil Knight, they Phil Knight would probably rather Oregon go to Madison Square Garden to advertise for his company, do a movie promotion. That how, how horrible is that movie look, by the way, with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon about fucking Nike shoes. Jesus Christ. You wanna you wanna put our shoe company in the hands of a rookie? A r- 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 rookie? Yes, his name is Michael Jordan. It's not that big of a risk. He's actually the biggest, one of the biggest stars in the world already. Oh, okay, but we're used to Rod Laver and tennis shoes and Prefontaine running. Anyway, it's it's, it looks like the fucking uh, 
whatchamacallit, the Ford versus Ferrari, but for shoes. And we also alter history on that, which is called the Le Mans around the rest of the world. But Americans got to be how Ford beat Ferrari, beat those Italian Ferraris with Ford engine American. Anyway, we're going to take Oregon minus four and a half versus Wisconsin in Oregon. I think they do want to get to New York and Wisconsin on the road has been bad. Wisconsin, I, I'm, I'm impressed they did beat Liberty at home, although Liberty's tough, bad on the road as well. This is all about the home and road. Too many points with North Texas. So give me North Texas plus five. Detonate it. That was fun. Haven't done that in a while. And Oregon, Phil Knight, the Ben Affleck's, the Mac Davids, minus four and a half to get to the garden, promote their fucking movie about getting their shoes to a rookie. Oregon detonated. All right, now let's lock in for. Yes, man in the box. Oh, man, we're getting late. I got to wrap this up. Uh, Rick Patino, Ed Cooley, what else today? What was I going to say for man in the box? Uh, just a few things about the brackets itself. I also don't like what talked about. I talked about earlier about people rooting for their brackets, which is ridiculous out, out in the bars. Even worse, I think, are, the, are these bars you go to where they don't know where the games are at. And my superpower has always been I know what channel the games are on at a bar. I'll help the bartender through it. What's your system? I'll know it. Direct TV? Okay, you're going into 200s for ESPN, 206s. Spectrum? All right, you're going to go to the 39, but you probably want that HD. Let's go to the 300s. Let's go to 32. True TV. You got to know where your true TV is this time of year. You're impractical jokers. Brooke Van Poplins are doing shows on there. I mean, you got to know this beforehand. What do you think's going to happen? I don't want a guy to tell, oh, let's see. You know what it is? A remote looking up. And I don't completely blame the bartenders or the wait. I don't know. You asked the waitress. The waitress has no idea. Yeah, we want the Iowa game. The what? Okay, I'll ask a manager or something. Who are they playing? Oh, for fuck's sakes. How do you not know this before? At, at the staff. Like I said, I don't blame the staff, the, the bartenders or the servers. They have their own things they have to deal with in the weeds. But the manager, come on. Either you take care of this or you hire a fucking, you hire a guy like me, a degenerate scumbag who knows, who just sits there with the remote, bang, 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 game to game, no switching on. I don't want to, I don't, I don't like when they have them on TBS and next thing you know, there's a rerun of Friends. On there, because the game's been over for forty-five minutes. You'll see that at your baseball games too. What are we what are we watching here? Get this off. The game's over. On to the ne- on to the next one. Get your shit together. I mean, did you not notice that you're advertising the games, but you don't know the games are happening? How does True TV get involved? By the way, every year with this thing. I guess they're owned by TBS and Ted Turner and all of them. I mean, but we, I love when they, we find out, we just find out about true TV. They throw all their programming at us. We, we're never coming back to you. They keep advertising all their shows on true TV. Hey, don't forget after the tournament, we do, we don't care. You know how hard it was for us to find you. We're not coming back. 
Give Barkley a show on that too. How much? I mean, listen, we all love Charles Barkley. God bless him. But I like how they, they think they just throw him at anything. <laughs> like, hey, come, come, joke up our college basketball shit. I don't know anything about college basketball. Doesn't you don't know anything about NBA either? You don't watch anything. You just golf, gamble, and drink. Not a bad life. The Chuckster. But I mean, Jesus Christ, they run him to the ground. Give me Clark Kellogg. Give me like Clark Kellogg. I don't need Kenny and Chuck doing this. Although I also don't want Seth Davis and uh, Jay Billis and all these guys. Not Jay Billis. Jay, uh, Jay uh, Wright. Yes. The old Villanova coach who retired early. He was a nice Italian shyster, Big East coach. It was a shame when he retired, too. Early, obviously. Villanova fell right apart immediately. Uh, Jay Wright was great. He was the best coach in fucking basketball. And he was Italian. I want my Italian shyster coaches back in the Big East. And welcome back, Rick Patino, is what I'm trying to say. Um, all right, I'll finish off with one last quick man in the box. Just to bring this full circle. Uh, like I said, I slipped up with Vegas with the uh, pushing the flight back. I had it at 6 a.m. and I pushed it back to noon because it was Southwest. And we said Southwest flights are like, it's like hitting a snooze button. You could, you could just keep pushing them back. Whatever. I can't make this one. I'll make the next one. Free of charge. They make it very easy for you. I have an abusive relationship with Southwest. They keep giving me vouchers and shit and they cancel flights, but whatever. But they let you, it's so easy to change flights on there. So I love that about it. And especially if you're doing, it's great for the Vegas flight back. Um, but the problem was I pushed it back to like noon. So then I was kind of out of it uh, when I did get back on Friday night and I had a golf tournament Saturday morning and half, I was bad in it. And then halfway through it started kicking in like, oh, I still haven't shaken Vegas out of me. Like it was fucking my whole deal. I say that because I normally would walk it, but I'm like, I better not walk it. I had a bad knee and who knows? I could, I could pass out and keel over if I walk it. So I may take a cart. 18 holes at Harding. Wilson and Harding by Griffith Park. Parks and Rec. It's a public course, municipal course, so it's not that cheap. But weekend rates, whatever. <clears throat> Took a cart. I knew the guy with the cart. Before we go out there, I even asked the kid, hey, is this cart good to go? It's not going to die out? Because, you know, Saturday's a packed day. I usually don't play on Saturdays, but they're, you know, because it's packed, but it was a tournament. We had the good tea times. Oh, yeah, it's fine, the kid says. It's not fine. This sixth hole, this cart's already bucking. Bucking. I see the light going on. Low battery at seven. On hole number seven. Low battery. You motherfucker. I mean, it's bucking and bucking. Finally, on the ninth hole, it dies. It's dead. We call up. Hey, uh, there's a, the cart's dead. First of all, she has no idea what I'm talking about. How can I help you? Yeah, our cart's dead. Who are you? What's your name? What's... What cart number? 20. The one that's not moving. That, that cart number. What's your name? Who cares? I'm the one next to a cart not moving on the course. Can you send someone out here with another cart and get this cart out if you want? I don't care what you do with this cart. Sure. Okay. Hour later. We take our clubs off. Now we're hauling. And now we're walking, hauling the clubs. You got. I mean, it's it's such a such a violation. You got to get drinks. We have our wallet and our phones all around. You got to move now. Now we got to pack up, and now we're like, like it's a new Sudan. Now we're just like, you know, Jesus. Here we we got to survive on this. Now we're huffing everything. 
Hour later, I call back. They have no idea. She says, "I'll put in a, I'll put in a request. I, look, we're putting in a maintenance request. I don't, no, I don't want something done by the end of the month. Just send a card out here." Now I got to hold someone else an hour later. Yeah, we said our card's dead on nine. We're on thirteen. Who are you? What card number? Thirteen. Well, we're out of cards. You're out of cards. Well, they're charging. Which one is it? They're charging. Where are you? 13. All right, we'll try to get you on 14. Yeah, I'll see you on 18. I know damn well they're not coming out. Now I'm on 16, and we see a guy on a cart driving, uh, driving around, and we flag him down. Hey, hey, buddy, here we are. It's us. He stops. He's, he can't believe we stopped him. He's almost upset that we stopped him. What? What do you want? Yeah, we called about the cart. He's like, what cart number? 20. Oh, yeah, on number nine? No worry. We we sent someone over there for that. <clears throat> what? Yeah, we, we got that. We sent someone over for that. Yeah, I wasn't concerned about the cart. I was concerned about us. Where's us? We need a cart for us. Oh, well, you got, you got to talk to them about that. Them? You are them. What, the, what do you mean talk to them? I'm talking to them right now. You're the only them I've seen in two hours. You see that fucking logo on your shirt? That, that, means, that means them. Or is that the proper pronoun for the cart guy you're talking about? Or are you them? What, pro, what pronoun gets me a cart? What's the pronoun? <laughs> Unbelievable. And then he try, he's trying to peel off as he's saying, you got to talk to them. No, whoa, whoa. He, but you are. And he wound up just taking off because we were on foot. What you going to do? We were going to run after him. <laughs> but I like how he thought he, we were worried about the cart sitting on number nine. Thank God no one took the rims off that. We just wanted to make sure you guys were good, not us. We're fine. I just broke my back trying to carry this fucking thing. I would have had my click gear push cart, I'm saying, if, that, if I knew that was the issue. Anyway, that's me for the man in the box. Let me get out of that. That was a long show, but welcome. Thank you. That was more of a hard opening for the bottom line bombs, what you're going to expect um, after the NFL season. I'll talk about general stories, and thank you for anyone who joined the chat coming in there. We're just slow. Like I said, we'll have my own YouTube uh, link going on soon where we'll be doing live. We'll be doing Monday and Wednesdays, uh, more like 10 a.m. ish specific time, 1 p.m. I want to get an earlier start. So you have things, I'll give out picks for that day and we'll see how it goes. We'll see if, if it's, if you guys like it, you get more, if you hate it, we'll probably pull some back. Just kidding. But most important thing is bottom line bombs finally has its own feed and its own link for you guys to subscribe to for Spotify, iTunes, all that thing. Type in bottom line bombs. If you know me, I'll even send you the link. I'll put the links out there. I'll put the links in here and blast it out on my socials. Follow me on Twitter, CJ Sullivan underscore or Instagram, CJ underscore Sullivan underscore was underscore taken cj sullivan was taken on instagram um so yeah bottom line bombs its own personal feed subscribe and like and all that shit but make sure you subscribe i need to get this thing going um because this is how uh this is how my life ends in this box ranting to myself so i might as well let other people hear it and get it documented um all right for uh for me <laughs> that's the thing we have a one man Shit, there's nothing else to promote. I don't really need to promote anything. Unless you're in Pittsburgh this area. Well, I'm in Pittsburgh this weekend at the Improv. Um, but I'm also doing another show here. 
Oh, subscribe to the XFL Gambling Podcast as well. That's another show I do on Wednesdays. We did last night. We did a reaction show. Uh, the XFL has been fun. I'll, I'll get into that uh, next time on Wednesday. So I'll be back for more Bottom Line Bombs on Wednesday and the XFL show and all those things. Subscribe to it all. Subscribe to me. See you. See you.